This is the qualified. The qualified. The qualified. The qualified. The qualified with Ryan Huff. What's going on, qualified family? Hope you're having an amazing day as always, and welcome back to the qualified. Y'all, where the ultimate goal is to empower you to chase your potential and live a life that makes a positive impact. Y'all, I hope you've been having an absolutely incredible, amazing week, incredible day, and honestly, an incredible year. I hope 2019 has been full of breakthroughs of growth and happiness and amazingness. And if it has not, remember, dude, every day that is not a great day overall, which personally, every day above ground is a great day, but I know that life happens sometimes where things seem like a struggle. I've been there, man. Been there that 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 way my my life this year. However, got to remind you that... For every winter, there is always a spring. So whatever you're going through, keep going. Just keep showing up. Keep moving forward. Growth is the only guarantee that tomorrow is going to be better. Y'all, so let's get after it today. Y'all, this is episode number 71. I am a freaking elated for today's guest, y'all. Heather Jensen is an amazing woman who honestly feels like a long, a long-time friend. And uh, even though we haven't technically, technically met each other yet. Uh, we <laughs> like the conversation, the conversation we had even before the podcast, before we even hit record was phenomenal. It's getting to learn her, getting to know her even more and learn what she's all about and such was really awesome. Really, really enjoyed the conversation we had after we hit record as well. Just a phenomenal woman. Um, she's heavily involved in sports like triathlon running and such, but you're going to learn that there is a lot more to this woman than simply her athletic accomplishments. She is Incredible inside as well as outside. Y'all, before we get into that, I got to remind you guys for all the new newbies that we have, for all the new homies that are new to the Qualified family, first of all, thank you guys so much for listening and welcome to the Qualified. My name is Ryan Huff. I'm your host. Thank you so much again for listening. The reason this podcast is called The Qualified is because I believe we are all qualified to make a difference in the world we live in. However, there is a massive difference between being qualified having potential to go out and do something great with your life and actually going out and making it happen on a consistent basis, which is why on this show we discuss topics, ideas, strategies, things I've done in my life as well as things of inspiring guests like we have today that they've done in theirs that have helped to make a change. And y'all, one of the things I ask with every episode is that you use whatever value you get out of this podcast, whether it's a quote that we share or something we talk about, or maybe it's a solo round of a podcast to listen for me, whatever it is, even if it's not even my podcast, you know, if it's another amazing podcast you listen to as well, use the information, man, use the knowledge, use the wisdom, use the tools that you were given to implement them in your life to make a positive change. Because just like the goal with this podcast, we want to empower you to move your life forward, right? To make this world a better place, to live a life that does make that positive impact. So if you, you find value in every episode, use it in whatever area of life that it will bring the most value to. Guys, I got to remind you, this podcast is absolutely free. We do not charge ads. We do not run ads, I should say. We do not charge any money, no fees for anything for, for viewing this podcast. However, the only thing I do ask is that you please do this one thing tell someone about it, especially after you get value out of it. Tell someone about it. Share it out with a friend. Tell your Uber driver about it. Maybe tell someone in, in the line, in the coffee line at Starbucks, you know, that, about a podcast, about an you know, amazing podcast to listen to, especially this one, man. Let, let, let people know about it. Because the reason I ask that, the more eyes and ears that we have in this podcast, the better ability we have to make an impact in someone's life in a positive way. Got to remind you as well, subscribing is an amazing way that, you know, that you can be notified 
of new episodes coming out. But also, if you haven't already, leaving a five-star review in a written review would be absolutely incredible as well, especially if you listen to other you know episodes from this podcast. That allows us to climb up in the charts and allows us to get in front of other people that might not have otherwise known we existed before. So if you could do that for me, I'd really appreciate it. And guys, speaking of making a positive impact, one of the amazing things about this company, about the Qualified brand, is that we have an organization started called Qualified Apparel that feeds families across America by selling apparel. And what I am <laughs> what I'm so excited to say, guys, to date, we've provided, get this, y'all, this week we hit, we actually surpassed 20 thousand meals for families in America. To date, we're at 20,020 meals provided for families in America. That is, it's baffling to me, y'all. My goal this year was to, with the, with the company, was to provide 15,000 meals, and we smashed that record. Our goal this year, our new goal this year, I should say, is to provide 30,000. And like I said, every one item purchased provides 20 meals for families in America. So if you're interested in that, if that's something that excites you and gets you excited, which it does me, and you're interested in making a positive impact through giving as a gift or just wearing a high-quality shirt, tank, whatever, yourself, definitely click, click the link below in the description and check that out for your own. Y'all, let's get into this episode. I am, like I said, elated for today's guest. Heather is just an amazing woman inside now, and I know you're going to get value out of this conversation we had. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Heather Jensen. Enjoy. Oh, sorry. One thing, one thing, one thing. I got to remind you. Um, so uh, around minutes 30-ish, 35, something like that. The audio kind of went weird. Uh, I'm not really sure what happened in our phone call, but the audio kind of went kind of weird. I did my best to correct it and try to raise the volumes a little bit and correct the, uh, and you know, equalize it out to where it didn't sound bad. But just be aware around minute 35 or so, the audio kind of gets a little uh, a little sketchy, but then it comes back and, and we're good to go. But thank you for I'll let you that know that now versus whenever you get there. So there you go. Now enjoy. Hey, what's going on, Qualified Family? Welcome back, y'all. I am elated again. I'm just going to continue saying I'm elated every single time because I love the guests we have on the show, man. This one is no different. We have Miss Heather Jensen on the show. And if you're not familiar with this young woman, she is a light wherever she goes. She's always super positive on all of her stuff. And even when she's not, she's always looking for the positive in every situation and bounces back whenever things do not go as planned because, dude, that's life. Life doesn't always happen. And I am super grateful that a lot of mutual friends of ours have brought us together. We haven't quite met just yet in person, but I'm, I'm confident that's going to happen sooner than later. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure and honor to bring y'all to yeah, to introduce to the Qualified Podcast, Miss Heather Jensen. What's going on, girl? Hey, how's it going, Ryan? Very, very, very well. I hope you're having a super sparkly day. And actually, we've enjoyed some great conversation before the show even started. So I know you are already, but... Uh, yes. Dude. Yes. I know. I'm like, it feels weird to say that we have not actually met in person because I feel like you're kind of like a brother, like a little brother <laughs> or something, you know? Like, I'm like, we know, I like have known you for so long. So There you go. Well, hey, I'll, I'll take it, sis. Let's go. But, That's right. Uh, but hey, before we uh, get started with everything, I'm going to open with a quick word of prayer and uh, let's get it popping after that. Heavenly Father, Perfect. thank you so much for this amazing day. And God, thank you for bringing Heather and I together as well and for the amazing people that are in both of our lives that have made that have made this thing happen. Lord, I pray for Heather that you, Lord, did you empower her to say the right things or the things that I might not even thought of to ask or maybe things that she didn't even think of that she was going to say. 
to Lord, to impact people's lives in a positive way. Whoever's listening to this podcast right now that needs to hear it, that's going through something in their life that needs to hear it and make that change possible as well. And God, I pray for myself as well, that you would empower me to ask the right questions and give me the things I might not have even asked, think, thought of to talk about. And Lord, that I pray that this whole thing, Lord, that you would speak through this podcast and make an impact in people's lives in a positive way going forward. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. Well, Heather, um, you are from the great state of Utah. You have a husband. You have very beautiful kids. You have an amazing story that I'm excited to dig into. But for those people who might not know um, your story, or basically where what you're all about, where you're from, or exactly, where, I guess, exactly where you're from. Anyway, I already said that. But nonetheless, for people who might not know who you, who you are, give us a little like, overdraft, a little Cliff Notes version, if you will, about uh, who you are and um, what, what you're most excited about in life today. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm just so excited to be to be visiting with you. And um, yeah, my uh, I've lived in Utah almost my whole life. I lived in Hawaii for about a year. Really? Uh, we went to we went to school um, over at a BYU Hawaii. Heck so yeah. that was really a fun adventure. But yeah, I've, I've been in Utah pretty much my whole life, and uh, met my husband Trevor when we were I was in high school. Um, I was just at the very end of high school and he had just graduated. And so we've dated and known each other for a long time. So I call him my high school sweetheart. So, um, <laughs> How long have you married so for we've, now? uh, we're over 16, we're about 16 and a half years Woo-hoo! right now. Good for y'all. I That's know. Exciting. It, was, it was really kind of you to call me young lady at the beginning of the podcast. That made <laughs> me really happy because I'm not feeling as young anymore. <laughs> oh, get out of here. Um, you still, you still take well, care of yourself have- and you look great. Get out of here. You're kind. Thank you. No, I, I mean, I've still got young kids, but my oldest is going to be a teenager this winter. So really, how does that make you feel a little scary? <laughs> um, she's amazing and ready for it, but I feel it's strange to say that I will have a teenager. So, wow. um, so yeah, so I've got three kids. I've got a daughter that's 12, um, a son that's nine and another son that's six. So my kids are all just three years apart and they are just, everything to me they're the best good kids uh most days <laughs> um, as kids are yeah uh, yeah i mean it just depends on the day right so <laughs> but no they're they're great kids and uh and yeah so i uh i i have a little instagram that i kind of started about my training and uh i like to run marathons and do ironmans and i'm also a group fitness instructor so that's kind of a little bit about me in a nutshell so <laughs> absolutely. So you mentioned, um, so kids and all everything. It's awesome. One of the things that's it's kind of off topic. You made me think of whenever you mentioned your oldest, she, isn't she, was it like competitive cheer or like acting or something like that? I feel like she does one of these things. She's a dancer. Yeah. That's she's it. a very competitive dancer. Um, obviously I'm her mom, so I think she's amazing, but yeah, she's, <laughs> she's done really, really well. She, uh, spends a lot of time at her studio. She's there like 15, 16 hours a week dancing and, She's, uh, if you, if you are listening to this and you're familiar with dance in Utah or you live here, it's very competitive and, um, you know, it's kind of the place to be if you want to dance. So she's been in the right place doing the right things and, you know, has had some really great success with that. And, uh, you know, in fact, her group just went to nationals this summer and she was up for a cool award and her team got like the second overall junior dance in the nation. So she's doing a lot of really great things as a young woman. And she honestly yeah. inspires me. I'm like, that's crazy. She's like, 
inspiring her mom as a 12 year old that's amazing, <laughs> She's amazing. yeah for sure yeah do you think she, she... i'm like i don't know where you get this drive from i'm like hopefully <laughs> it's a little bit from me so <laughs> i was just gonna ask did, did you do anything like that when you were in high school and like you know get involved in you know dancing or like sports of that nature you know i did a little bit of cheer and hip-hop believe it or not i was on like an adult hip-hop company back in the day for like a year really? i'm not an amazing dancer by any means but I mean, it can move a little bit, but um, I think you need to post yeah, a video on your Instagram soon of you doing some hip hop <laughs> dancing personally. That's, well, that's me throwing it out there. I mean, I actually used to teach a hip hop like cardio class. It really? was really, really fun. Maybe I need to find some videos. You should. I think <laughs> I think them. your audience would love that. I know I would at least. <laughs> it was fun. I mean, think like hip hop ads. It was kind of like that. Type oh, no. Shanti and whatnot. There we go. I mean, it was it was definitely dancing, but it was more like cardio workout. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah, I don't know where she gets her dancing skills from because I don't really dance. I did swim team growing up for like 10 years. So oh. so that's kind of my my roots as an athlete. But it's been fun. I mean, she picked dance up when she was two and she hasn't stopped since. And she loves it. And she's like, I want to be a professional dancer. That's what I want to do. Right. So she knows what she wants to do with her life. So. That's amazing. No, that's that's awesome so to have that kind of direction, so. especially being that young. That's awesome. Good for her. I'm sure you're. Yeah, I'm sure you yeah. both are proud parents. That's all, that's incredible. She is. Yeah, and it's fun because she's my only girl, so I kind of tease her. She she really wants a sister, and I said, no, that's probably sailed. That ship's probably gone. <laughs> and and I let her know. I say I say, you know, it's a good thing that you and I get along so well because we got each other. You know, and with all the boys at home, we 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 need each other. So right for sure. What um? So I'm glad I have her. When there was there was something funny you mentioned that you know that ship has sailed and everything. There was a this is kind of off topic, but on on the same lines, I guess uh, there was a couple I used, I waited on a while back um, when I used to work at Chili's, and they um they, I think they had six or seven kids, and they were all one gender, so it was either boy or girl. I forget which one it was. Uh-huh. Um, wow, but, that's crazy. Yeah, but it was funny. I I made a joke, and I was like, uh, so I said, is these, I said, are these all y'all's? And they go, oh yeah. And I said, are y'all planning on having one more? As a, as kidding, and they go, yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna try to have a girl. It was basically it was whatever sex they had. It was the opposite sex of that. And I, I go, yeah, I think they gotta gonna... try one more time. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? I, I I didn't say it, but in my head, I was like, I, I you know, I don't think it's gonna happen for you guys. Like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> it was just, uh, I mean, hey, the worst crazier things have happened, but. It was, uh, it was, I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's in your cards, pal, but Hey, go for it. You know, it's your, 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 your kids, your life, go for it. You know, but that's amazing. Yeah. yeah well, and in Utah, a lot of people have a lot of kids, so oh, for sure. it's, that's, that's pretty normal. Yeah. So. Big, big families over there for sure. Yeah, uh, we do. We have lots of big families. So going, going off of that, I think i kind of, you know, already know the answer to this question, but it, it, based off of that, what, what are you most proud of in your life today? I mean, honestly, it yeah, for sure, it has to be my family, family first. I mean, that's that's my whole purpose of living, and what what my life is is you know my kids. And honestly, they just went back to school a few weeks ago, and I'm I'm not gonna lie, it's really nice. My youngest just started first grade, and yeah. I actually have a little more time on my hands where I can actually clean and get some laundry <laughs> done, and it's actually been really great because you know when you've got kids at home, it's just it's it's just full out crazy all the time you're always on your feet you're always doing something and I want to be the type of mom that you know gets on the floor and plays with my kids and and does those things um but it's you know it's been really nice to have a little bit of a breather um but it's been nice because I've actually had time to like maybe cook and do a little bit more so when they do get home from school I'm like hey I've got an after school snack ready for you (laughs) um 
but yeah, it's, it's my family. I mean, I'm, I'm just so, I'm just so grateful to be in the family that I'm in and have found my husband and have my kids. And, and, you know, that's, that's the main purpose of our lives is to, is our faith and family. So, I mean, it definitely would be that obviously I love to, to race and, and run and, and do those type of things. I think that's a huge part of um, being a healthy, well-rounded individual, for but, sure. um, but yeah, so my family for sure. Love it. Love it. So you mentioned, uh, before, uh, which is actually the reason why we even got connected more. So actually what is actually the reason why I got connected to a lot of these people that are in my life now about starting an Instagram account later on. And, you know, and you had mentioned starting it because to basically, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but you had started it to document your fitness journey. And like, was this, was the inspiration behind that? Just like, you know, post your workouts here and there or like what, what kind of gave you the inspiration to start your Instagram account whenever you first got, got it going? Honestly, yeah, that's, that was actually a huge, um, a huge leap for me at the time. I feel, you know, and as, as wonderful as I, I'm in a good place now and I say I'm grateful for my family. There's a lot of layers to that. Um, after I had my third baby was when I started my Instagram account. And honestly, um, it it used to be really hard for me to talk about. I feel like I've talked about it a little bit more now and just kind of ending the stigma around this, but I had really bad postpartum depression. Hmm. Um, and that was, it was a really rough time in my life. And, and those, those people that have never experienced postpartum depression or any type of depression, I mean, it's rough. I mean, it's still something I struggle. I still struggle with a little bit of those feelings, you know, um, day in and day out. And I think that's why running and fitness keep, keep me sane. Right. Um, I think that's why I do it. But so, yeah, so I, I was kind of in this deep, deep hole and I thought, you know, I really think that I would like to document this because it really was an accountability thing. Hmm. It kind of got to the point where I was like, I just feel like I need somebody to help me, but I don't know who to ask for help. And I don't want to put that on one single person. And so I was like, I'm just going to start documenting my training. And yeah, some people had definitely done this, you know, but it was more like blogs and, Instagram was still kind of new. I mean, this was over six years ago. So Instagram was still kind of a new thing. And I thought, you know, I have, I do have a blog now. It's a little bit more of a website format. Um, But I just, I thought, you know, I'm going to do this Instagram thing. It's easy. I'm a busy mom of three. It's right on my phone. I can document my training very easily and that's some, you know, that's just a way I can share it. Even if it's for me and I only have 10 followers, I don't care. Right. And then it exploded into what it is now. Um, And there's a lot of people that have way more numbers and successful accounts than me, but I'm just blown away at, um, I think I'm at 42,000 followers now. Um, and I don't it's really crazy, look at that it? and I don't really, it's crazy. It's not something I ever set out to be like, I'm right. going to get this number. So that wasn't your intention. Right. No, heavens no. I'm a mom of three. I'm busy. I'm like, no, that, I don't. I also teach music lessons from home and oh, wow. I'm a definitely a stay at home mom. But I mean, I've got a lot of things that I'm trying to do and keep up on, on a daily basis. And Instagram definitely, you know, uh, wasn't something I wanted to do as far as like, being an influencer goes, it was just to share my journey. And, and that's really where the roots of it still is. There's definitely been some 
awesome perks with it. And I, I love the number one thing that I absolutely love is just the connection with people and meeting people like you. And I've met some of my very, very best friends through Instagram um, that I would never know. Agreed. Yeah. And it's really changed my life for the positive. Um, family's number one. Faith is number one. But I mean, having these connections and friends, I mean, really, I will say it saved, I feel like it saved my life in a lot of ways from this depressive state that I was in. And I get kind of emotional talking about it because it's such, it was such a real deep, dark thing. And it's right. so like weird to say that Instagram kind of saved me, <laughs> but it really did. Like it I, really, yeah. it became this, this place of positivity and love and support for me. And I know that Instagram can be that totally opposite of that for a lot of people. Absolutely. But I do think that if we choose to focus on the positive and put positive out there, and I think that's one of the reasons why I was drawn to your Instagram and what you do is you're so positive and kind and uh, just you give what you get back. And I, I love that. So that's, yeah, that's kind of where that all started. So um, it's amazing to make those connections with people. Yeah, no, I, there's a lot. I, thank you. First of all, thank you for the compliment. I really appreciate that. And, um, definitely likewise. And, but, but also, so there's a lot, there's a lot that you just covered there, which I, which I love. Yeah. Um, sorry. So, I, no, I, you're I great. Kind of, my mouth kind of ran away. <laughs> you're great. I've, uh, I, one of the things I've, I've gotten, one of the things I've gotten to practice with, especially when doing podcasts is that, um, as I've learned, I want to get better at these. So I've, uh, there was one podcast I did with a buddy of mine where I jumped in and didn't let the guests talk as much. And so I've realized my like, dude, just let them talk. I said, you can always get your point across <laughs> or always ask a question, but shut up, let them talk. This is their, this is your, they're your guests, not the other way around here. So, um, but one of the things <laughs> I wanted to, um, to talk about, um, a little bit further, if we could, was you mentioned postpartum depression and I, I, I'm not really familiar with like what cause I remember, the only reason I remember you even talking about that is because, uh, whenever you were on quest for Kona, which we'll get into that in, um, in a little bit as well, uh, you had talked about that on, on national TV. So essentially you had, you know, you mentioned being open. Yeah. That's definitely the most open you can get going on national TV, talking about it. Uh, but like, where, what is that? Like for those who might not know, cause I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not really too familiar with, with how that happens myself, but like, what is that, where does that come from? And like, what are the things that you're doing today that have really helped you? You know, you mentioned, you know, having your Instagram account and being accountable that way, but what are some other things that, you know, what is it more so, but also what caused it? And what are the, some things that you're doing today that have helped you overcome it? Yeah. So that for me, um, I felt, I can't obviously explain it super well from a scientific, uh, I mean, I'm not a doctor. I can't explain it from like a scientific um, standpoint, oh, but I need you to cite all your um, sources as well. Whenever you yes, I gotta, I'm going to pull, I'm going to hurry and pull some stuff up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but, but for me, um, the biggest trigger was actually after my first baby, I, I was in the hospital and I had a, a nurse and a doctor come in and ask me some questions. And as I was leaving, like I was leaving, uh, I think the next day I have C-sections with all my babies. So I have to be in the hospital for, you know, five days or whatever okay. as you heal. Cause that's a major surgery. Sure. And so, um, I was sitting there and they, they had asked me some questions and then they gave me this paper and they said, you know, we're kind of concerned about you. We, we think that you, you probably have some baby blues, but it's probably deeper than that. You probably have postpartum depression. And I remember being like, what, what is this? Like, and I had an emergency C-section and my whole 
world had just been rocked with this first baby. And if there's any moms out there listening, you know, that first baby is just like a slap in the face. Like you really can't prepare for it. It's just a really like rude awakening. (laughs) Um, It really is. I mean, as wonderful as it is, it's also just like, what am I doing? And I'm taking this baby home and it's the cutest thing ever, but like, what am I going to do? Like, that's what you always um, hear, but you're never ready to have a kid. It's just like, you know, you're never ready. You can read all the books and you can do all the things, but it's like until it comes, you just don't, you know, and I compare that to an Ironman or a marathon too. It's mm-hmm. like, you could do all the research and do all the training, but until it comes, you just have to dive in and do it. So, yes, ma'am. um, so anyways, with, with that, I remember like kind of looking at my husband and I was like, I don't know what to think about this. And I, and I just kind of, he goes, well, I'm here. Like we're, we'll get through this together. And he was in Mm -hmm. school full-time and working full-time. And I remember just being home alone with this baby. And I really did have the feelings from that. It felt deep and dark. Like I was kind of in this hole and I didn't know what to do with this new little sweet baby that had just come into my life. I mean, I did know what to do. I took care of her, but it was just, I felt very lost as a person. Yeah, it's outside and of your normal. Come, you've, you've never experienced this before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I had just come off of working a full-time job where I was working like 50 hours a week oh, wow. and it was very productive all day and obviously taking care of a new baby and yourself after you've had a C-section is a task in and of itself. But right. it was like nurse the baby, bathe the baby, change the baby, repeat. <laughs> Burp the baby. All these, guys, yeah. <laughs> Burp the ba- all these things over and over and over. It was just so different than my norm. And I loved kids and I loved being a mom, but it was just really hard. And so I remember going through that a little bit with my first. Right. Second baby was a little better. And then third, it was like that times a hundred. Wow. And I remember just feeling, I, I never got to the place where I wanted to harm myself or the baby. And and this is a really hard thing to talk about. I don't take this lightly. Um, I know that a lot of people struggle with this, but I do think we need to talk about it and end the stigma. And I think we need to talk about our struggles. And, sure. and so it just got to this really deep, dark place where I knew something was wrong. Um, I would pray to get through it and it didn't do anything. You know, it, it, it helped. Right. Obviously, prayer helps. I'm such a believer in prayer. We pray every day. Um, running helped. All these little things helped. But I wasn't getting better, and I was feeling worse. And I was. Mm. Um, I ended up going to talk to my doctor. And, you know, some people need medic- medication. Some people don't. Um, it depends on how long you need it. But I was, I was basically in this deep hole of depression for, you know, a good six months solid. Wow. And then... I still had it another six months. I mean, things started to get a little bit better, but um, I mean, it was just a really rough, dark time. And I won't really go into all the details of why, but it was just a rough time in my life. Um, And I felt very overwhelmed. I just kind of felt like I was drowning and I wasn't able to, to, I was taking care of my kids just fine, but I felt like I was losing myself. I was losing my joy and my drive and my, uh, my spark in life, um, essentially. Um, and I should have felt that joy as a mom. And that was really hard for me to be like, I do feel joy in feeding you and taking care of you, but who am I? Right. Um, so you kind of felt inadequate in a sense. I did. I felt really inadequate. I felt like I was doing my children a disservice by being unhappy. And 
I was taking care of him, but I was just going through the motions. And so I had already kind of been running and, you know, I've been active and found that piece of the puzzle that I really enjoyed about my life before I had my third baby. But it was like this, such a dramatic change. And so then I ended up, I ended up realizing that um, once I got through it, I was like, I need to do something physical every day. I need to work out. I need to run, whatever it is. I need to do something physical every day. And slowly that helped me come out of it. And it, it ended up being signing up for an Ironman was kind of my life-saving why. Do you remember the day you had that wake-up call that was like, I need to do something because this is not working for me? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I remember. I remember exactly thinking about it. And I remember signing up for it. And my husband was like, what are you thinking? I mean, he's so supportive, (laughs) but he's just like, why are you doing this? Why do you feel like you have to do this? And I explained it to him and he totally understands and is supportive. But I mean, it was just, it was just such a, a moment where I thought, you know, if I can do, it was actually the St. George 70.3 Ironman was my very first one I signed up for. Oh, wow. That's a great, that's a challenging course too. It's so hard. It's so freaking hard. It's like, <laughs> why would you want to do that one? No, <laughs> I, I want to do it because it's like three and a half hours from my house and I can drive there and my family lives there and we used to live there. So Absolutely. it's like my home course and I had always wanted to do it even though it's really hard. It's like the hardest 70.3 on the circuit. For sure. But I had always talked about that and said, Oh, I'd love to, I'd love to do that one day. And that ended up kind of being my, like, you know, the, you're never going to be ready. And one day will never come unless you just sign up and do it. Mm. So I signed up to do that one when, and my third baby was nine months old when I competed at that one. And, you know, that was kind of a, like I said, like, I finally felt like I kind of had come out of it and it was just this weird um, there was definitely some other things that helped, but it was this weird correlation of, you know, if I can sign up and do this event, I'm going to be okay. Right. And it strangely kind of was okay. You know, it kind of helped me get through the monotony of diapers and laundry and all those things that just helped me feel like a better, stronger version of myself. Right. It was a cause set emotion. It was kind of like building that self-confidence yeah. in yourself too. Yeah, it totally did. So, so yeah, that kind of became my why hmm. yeah and that what wow that, that's first of all good for you girl secondly and second of all how the ra- how <laughs> the race you. go matter of fact whenever you did it after you did the first one so ironically i was super sick right before i literally oh, no. like five days before was so sick i got strep and a sinus infection <laughs> what the and yeah it was awful double whammy and Yikes. that's actually happened to me several times in my life i have really bad sinuses and i probably need to have surgery on them but Um, they were so bad. And I remember going to the doctor and they said, well, we can give you some, you know, fast acting medicine. And then they gave me like a shot to help speed up the process. So they didn't want me to race it, but I was like, I have to do this. Mm -hmm. Like I put so much into this and I have to do it. And so I went out and did it and it was, it was slow, but I didn't care. I just wanted to finish and get my medal. And, and yeah, so it was, it was, kind of a rough race but i was so happy i was so happy to do it absolutely even sick yeah no for sure and you got your medal and you finished and that was a ultimately that was a cause set in motion that got you on the path where you are today i mean you even mentioned that you still kind of struggle with with that depression here and there but 
ultimately it's not even like with the conversation you and I were having before we, when you started recording this podcast, like the things, how I still struggle every now and then with suicidal thoughts, but dude, it's not to anywhere to the extent of like, of how it used to be because why? Because you built that foundation, you know, and how you come, what you come back to whenever, you know, whenever times get tough and you come back to, you know, for you, it's your fitness or family, faith, whatever. And, uh, but you have to have that foundation first to help you get through. But, but what I love the thing that you just said, that's, that's powerful. You said, you know, one day will never come until you sign up and do it. Now that's just not, you know, rudimentary in regards to, you know, doing a race, right. Or like an endurance event, like you're talking about, but that's a rudimentary in life, you know? And so if I can, if I can ask you this question, what, um, what, what do you think stops people from, you know, what, basically, what do you think stops people from just like taking that first step to being like, you know what, instead of making someday, you know, tomorrow, like the ultimate manana syndrome, like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. What do you think stops people from actually signing up and taking that action now and just committing themselves first? They don't have to see the whole staircase now, but what do you think stops them from taking that action today? Um, we're scared. Hmm. We're scared of the commitment we're scared of what people might think. I remember being like, I have this new baby and I want to do an Ironman and everybody probably thinks I'm crazy. Mm. Like that's honestly like, it's that like, you know, social stigma or pressure or whatever that we feel where we feel like, right. what are people going to think? The fear um, of judgment. Also, yeah. yeah. Fear of judgment. And also like just the commitment that it takes to actually sign up and train for something like that. The cost is super expensive. I'm sorry, but Ironman is not a cheap sport. You know that as well, my friend. (laughs) It is a very expensive sport, and we're very privileged to get to do it. And there's definitely been a lot of races that I want to do, and I can't do it just because it's too much money. Um, So I think those are definitely something factors. And my biggest thing is if you've got the funds to do it, just sign up and do it because it's training. Um, so whatever it is, you know, I, I've got a friend that comes to, uh, I teach men a couple of nights a week and I also teach like yoga and lunches and like weightlifting, just a bunch of different formats. And um, I've got a friend that comes to my swim class every single week and she and her, her just started a business and she said this has been one of the scariest things that I've ever done but we knew we needed to do it and we jumped in and she said we've been wanting to do this for years so it's that same principle of you know if it feels right and you've got the funds and that you know and everything lines up you you just gotta do it you gotta sign up and do it and don't care what other people think right do it for you but yeah, I, I definitely think those are some of the reasons why it's just hard to do it. And also just self-doubt. You're like, what if I sign up and I train for this big event and I don't end up finishing or I get injured training? I mean, there's a lot of what-ifs that can happen, you know, in a training cycle. And I think that's a lot, that's scary as well. Yeah, no, agreed. Agreed. That so, uncertainty and everything, but... But yeah, yeah. Just, like you said, you just got to commit yourself to it first. You know, you, you got to just go out there and do it first. That's the main thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, we can mention this on, on your podcast, but I think, I think the in a greater power and our faith in Christ that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Like, that helps us get through a lot of these uncertainties in life and, and even races. I mean, I always pray before I race, I pray while I race. Um, 
I can't do it without the Lord's help. Right. Um, that's a huge thing for me, and I know a lot of people, like, we, we need to rely on the Lord to help us through these situation absolutely I, I definitely agree with that why do you think what like what do you think uh or more so why is your faith so important to you in your life um so i'm i'm from utah if you can't tell i'm a member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints and we are christians and that means i mean my faith means everything to me with my family and i think that um that's Obviously, if we're going to talk about a greater purpose than a lie, that's why we're all trying to become more Christ-like and to get back to Heavenly Father someday. And so if we can learn those lessons here in life, that can help us become more Christ-like and become better people. Right. Um, and you know, this life was meant to be lived. We're supposed to be able to enjoy time with our family. We're supposed to be healthy and active and, and be able to run and play with our kids and and be, you know, fun grandparents someday that can do fun things and, and be active and can use our bodies. And, and so I think that's my faith. You know, I love, I just love that I can pray about a race and I know that, like, that may seem like such a minuscule thing. I think the Lord thinks this is a minuscule thing that I want to have a good race. And I think, no, he doesn't. He's involved in all the pieces of our lives. He loves us. He supports us. He wants us to do well. He wants us to have successes. And he wants us to be happy. And so I always try to bring that through when, when I race um, is to include the Lord in that, you know? Agreed. Yeah, no, for sure. It's definitely, definitely one of the most powerful things you can do to bring God into that as well and uh, give him glory regardless of the day and what happens. But finding strength through that as well and having that relationship with Christ is huge. Definitely agree with yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. What um? Let me see. So that we had mentioned briefly before um, that you you know, or more so, I'd mentioned briefly before you know talking about this thing called Quest for Kona, which I think is just amazing. Which uh, is one thing that I had uh, that I think I had sent an audition tape as well. But you actually got on the show yourself. Like, what was that experience like? And for those people that don't um, that aren't familiar with what Quest for Kona is, why don't you tell them about that first? But also, what was that experience like for you? Oh, it was crazy. It was such a cool, crazy experience. And I'm, I feel so blessed that I was able to have the opportunity. At, um, like we talk about all things happen for a reason and, um, including, including God in our, in our daily lives. I really, um, felt like this was something that I needed to do. Right. And, um, basically what happened was, is I was approached by NBC and they said, Hey, we're doing this TV show called quest for Kona. And it's about following um, athletes and I don't want to say average athletes or I just non-professionals. I don't want to offend anybody, but um, <laughs> non-professional athletes, right? Can I say that? Yeah. That's, it, right? Basically anyone who's not a pro, that's, that's everyone else. Yeah. That's us. Yeah. So non-professional athletes, um, obviously those are all different speeds and, and uh, you know, types of types of racers that are out there. But um, they said, we're following, um, people that are doing Ironman and we would, you know, we'd really like you to apply. And what we want to do is um, it's basically a reality reality show through NBC sports and Ironman that they put together. And they said, we'd like to, um, you know, follow these people and see what their life's like during training. And so as a woman and a mom, um, you know, obviously that, that was something, um, 
when I was selected, I was very honored to be one of four women that was selected. Nice. And yeah, and it was, uh, I think there was three of us. Yeah, there was three of us on there that were moms. And um, there's only four of us that were selected from the United States. It was a global search. Right. So I was very, I felt very fortunate and just felt like I needed to do it for all the moms out there. Absolutely. Um, you know, just like you can do anything that you set your mind to. And this was my hurdle that I had to overcome. Your hurdle might be, be different, but this is what I've been going through. And Iron Man, like I said before, kind of became my why of, of who I was and what I wanted to accomplish in my life outside of being a mom. And to not be not feel guilty for having a passion outside of that right. and wanting to do something greater than myself. Um, so yeah, so I applied for that and I, I didn't think I would get it. And I just kept getting tossed every round and, and got in. And, and so we had a producer come out to our house for a few days and follow us around and showed me like taking my kids to school and going to church and going to my daughter's dance competition and all those things. And then they came to the race. I raced at uh, the Ironman Santa Rosa. Yeah. And I had done one full Ironman the year before. And then I did that one. Um, uh, so that was 2017 was when I did that one. And yeah. And so they came and filmed the whole race. And it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. And and I did not qualify for Kona. It's really hard to qualify for anybody that, that knows or is listening out there. You know, that's. That was uh, oh, yeah. your old your old Instagram name. Oh yeah, you know, Kinda qualified. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know how hard it is to get there, and and that's obviously still the goal for sure. One of these days, absolutely. But yeah, so I did qualify, but I had a great race. I had a big PR, and I think I placed top twenty, so I didn't do too bad. You know, I I did the best I could, and all doing it while training with little kids. I think my youngest was three at the time. Really? Wow. So, so yeah, so, I mean, it definitely, um, it was definitely an experience and I believe you can still watch it. They've got it on YouTube yeah, and you're right, yeah. a few other places. I think I, I think I've posted on my website as well, so you can still watch it. So if you're interested in, in, uh, watching the episode, it's, it's pretty fun. And, and that was the very first season. I believe they're still doing it. Um, but there's 10 episodes. We each got our own episode for the, for the first season. So nice. in a nutshell, that's kind of what that was about. Yeah, it was awesome. Whenever we, I found out that you were on the show, I'm like, dude, heck yeah, man. I know a celebrity now. Let's go. You're so kind. <laughs> no, it was, I mean, it was a really cool experience. I was, I loved it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. One of the things that I think was one of the coolest, um, uh, coolest, like, Oh, it's, well, kind of a negative, but also the, the way it turned out um, ultimately was really, really awesome. So you mentioned you know, obviously being an endurance athlete, but you're also a runner. You like to run as well, and you you know you got involved in different marathon training in addition to Ironman training as well. And one of the things that you yeah. had a desire for, for correct me if I'm wrong, but for several years now was to qualify for the Boston Marathon, which in itself is essentially like Kona, but for marathon. You know, it's the the holy grail, if you will, of, of uh, marathon racing. And yeah. you had, you know, wanted to qualify that for that several years. And I'm going to let you take it from here. But like you had qual technically qualified for a race and ended up working out, but ended up working out actually ultimately later on with another race. But why don't you go a little more into depth on, the, on what happened with that scenario? Yeah. So, I mean, I've talked a lot about Iron Man, and that's a huge part of my life as well. But I've been really like run focused the last couple of years, pretty much after 
Quest for Kona, I only did one other 70.3 after that, an Ironman. And I really turned my focus to running because I, yeah, I had wanted to qualify for the Boston Marathon ever since I ran my first marathon. And that was uh, when my oldest was a year old and I ran my first marathon. So that was, you know, 11 years ago. And... I ran it and, you know, I, I didn't really think I'd qualify the first try, obviously, but, but essentially it was like, I've been trying to qualify ever since then. That was my goal. Um, so, you know, for me, that had always been a goal and I'd been running through having babies and C-sections and we've already talked about the throes of motherhood a little bit, what that looks like and feels like. And so I was trying to like qualify for, um, the Boston Marathon, which, you know, the standard is very, very tough to achieve. Um, Anyone that says it's easy and it's not a big deal, that's totally fine. I mean, there are some amazing elite runners out there that can run really fast times, but it's, it's definitely a challenging qualifying standard and they keep lowering it. They keep getting it faster, you know? So essentially what happened was I started chipping away and I got closer. My first marathon was a 435. And I was like, man, I don't know if I'm ever going to get there, but that's the goal. And I never gave up on it. Even when I was really discouraged running and training through babies, I kind of was just like, okay, I'm getting a little bit faster each time. And I remember even the first time I broke four hours, like what a big deal that was, Mm, you know, just to be like, man, I'm in the threes now, you know, and just what a good feeling that was. That mental hurdle. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I just kept chipping away and then I got in the low three forties and it used to be like three forty and change was the qualifying time. And I remember running a three forty two that year and being like, Oh, I'm getting closer. And then they dropped the times. And so it was just this kind of roller coaster of emotions of trying to get faster and then getting close. And so I actually qualified on my sixteenth marathon, finally. 16th, wow. It was my sixteenth marathon. Um it was at the St. George marathon and that was 2016 uh or 2000 i think it was 2016 sorry i i think that's the right year yeah. uh, not that it matters nobody cares anyways <laughs> well it, <laughs> ma- it really matters yeah it matters day, right no yeah. it matters um I'm pretty sure it was 2016. Sorry. Anyways, uh, the dates jumble <laughs> as you get older, I feel. <laughs> I'll remember that whenever um, I turn 30 as well. I mean, I always compare it to like how old my kids were because I totally remember the year and day they were born, like to the T. So there you go. Um, anyways, so I ran that race and I was self-coached and I remember being tired at the starting line and Anyways, ended up running and Boston qualifying, and it was such Woo! a thrill. Oh, it was the best feeling oh, after yeah. trying for so many years to get there and 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 not getting that you know that time. And so I ran a three thirty seven because it used to be a three forty because I had just aged up to the new age group. Right. So when you get older, you get five more minutes, which is nice. Um, <laughs> Which is really kind of them. So, yeah. so yeah. So I ended up qualifying, and that was in October. And Boston does its time frame from September to September. Okay. So they actually just had the cutoff just this last week, since we're in the month of September. You know. Right. Um, for for next year, and so I had to wait basically a year 
in order to, you know, I thought that time was golden. It was like two and a half minutes under the qualifying time. And I thought I'm good to go. I'm, you know, there was that little sliver of a doubt, you know, maybe a 2% doubt that was like, you know, it may not be fast enough. And so I was planning on running another marathon just to make sure and had injured my foot. And then right at that same time, I got the call back to be on a quest for Kona. And so I started Ironman training and I thought, you know, I've got my BQ. It should be good. And this is an amazing opportunity. I'm not going to say no to this. I've always wanted to do something like this. For sure. And so that's kind of how that all connects together. And so I went right into Ironman full marathon, full Ironman training oh, wow. and hired my, my good friend, Ashley, um, a happy pace. She's my coach. And I hired oh, Ashley her Davis, yeah. coach. Yeah. She's the best. She's always um, super smiley and happy, man. Oh, she's the best. I mean, like, talk about positivity and amazingness. She's amazing. So Definitely. So, yeah, so I hired her to be my coach, and we went right into full Ironman training. And um, I had signed up to do St. George Marathon the next year as well. I usually do that one every year. And I, I registered for Boston and found out that um, the time cutoff was high that year. It was like – three minutes and whatever seconds. So I had missed it by less than a minute. Wow. And I remember just being so, you want to talk about depression, depression feelings coming back. That was one of the worst weeks. And that might seem really extreme to a lot of people, but this was like a 10 year goal that I had been working on and thought I was going to go. And then I didn't get to go. Yeah. And it was so heartbreaking. Um, you know, and I shared about this on Instagram before Mm -hmm. and, and kind of just this journey, but, um, you know, in my own words, that's, it really was just a heartbreak. It was so hard to explain how hard that was. So a week later was the St. George marathon after I had found out Boston told me no, and I had just come off Ironman training. So I didn't really have a lot of speed in my legs. You know how different Ironman and marathon training is. Oh yes. It's just so different. Like you're still like super trained and you're a well-conditioned athlete, but like I hadn't really done a ton of like marathon speed work, you know? Right. So I went into this run and kind of was a little bit angry (laughs) and I was a little (laughs) bit sad and I was also kind of driven, but I really told myself, I was like, this is my last try. Like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like, really? I, yeah, I really did say that. And I remember writing that down and just being like, I'm not going to do this anymore because I'm sick of being told no. Like, all the disappointment. I don't want to be told no. I was so disappointed. It was just almost beyond what I could handle. And I know that the Lord doesn't give us hmm. anything that we can't handle. And right. so I remember going into this run and just being like, okay, one last ditch effort. And I remember praying and just feeling like, okay, this is it. And I was well-trained. I was definitely conditioned. I wasn't running into it without any training, but I felt strong the whole run. I remember feeling like I never hit the wall that race. I just felt pretty dang good the whole race, which is crazy for a marathon because I'd never had that before. Right. For sure. And it was like something just clicked finally and my body was like, yes, you can do this. And so I ended up running a 329. Woo! And yeah, it was awesome. It was a great feeling. And I was <laughs> like, I was just like, oh my gosh, I actually can do this. I qualified by like a lot now because at the time it was over 10 minutes. Wow. Um, under the time. And so that was just such a huge um a huge moment for me running. And it was also just like a huge personal victory 
and just really like, it was kind of a spiritual experience as well, just for me to be like, mm. I prayed for this and I was ready for it. And I knew like, sorry, this is so cheesy, but, and, and it's, I get emotional, but I know I wasn't running alone that day. Mm, yeah. um, I know that, I know that the Lord was with me and that means so much to me that he saw that that meant something to me and gave me the strength to run strong. Absolutely. Um, and honestly, like I haven't been able to share that on like any other podcast that I've done, but I'm, I'm so grateful that you talk about that and we pray before and, and that that's something that I can actually share yeah. and feel comfortable sharing. Um, on your format here. So, so Absolutely. that was a huge moment for me. And, and then I've now be queued four times and I'm going back again next year. And I ran Boston last year. And what was know, that like it, whenever you got on the plane and, you know, you were getting oh flying in gosh. and everything, what was that like? What were you feeling? It was amazing. I mean, like I just shared like what a big spiritual experience that was for me to qualify and get there and go and all those things. And Did you cry a lot. Um, I cried like the whole week. I would have, <laughs> I'd be doing the I same. <laughs> emotional cheesy person person anyway but Same. but yeah I was it meant so much to me to be there and I had this group of amazing friends that came out to support me mm. um Jenna McHugh on Instagram um Charlie Watson the runner beans um Claire runs there um co coach my coach Ashley was there um at a happy pace and then Kindle um, running with strength. So they all came together and Charlie actually flew in from London to surprise me wow. and be there. I had no idea she was going to be there. So she came to support because that's just how much it meant to me. And my friends even knew that right. that's what was so special about it. And so they just made the whole weekend so special. And, uh, the kind of endearing joke the whole weekend was how many times has Heather cried today? <laughs> because <laughs> i just was so happy to be there absolutely you should be yeah let it out man i remember um i uh whenever i think about qualifying for kona and such like even just the thought of it and like i i I'll, I'll close my eyes and i'll just visualize it and such of like you know the race and how it goes that day and like having to you know basically basically be the underdog that day and, you know this guy that i'm going back and forth with and and uh, anyways, I visualize it down to like the T and we don't need to go into all that. But like, I just, I bring that up just to say like, I, I, I get visualized to the point where like I start crying about it because it's so awesome. And so whenever you talk, that's why I ask, I'm like, dude, did you cry? Because that meant so much to you and especially taking you 16 tries in order to get there. It's, that's incredible. So good for you, girl. That's incredible, man. I love that. You're so kind. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was, it was huge. It was such a huge moment. And yeah, it was just so neat to see my friends celebrate it and everybody on social media was so supportive and kind. And, yeah. um, and I think it's cause I shared that with everybody. I was right. pretty open about my training and I still am. I, I, you know, I document my training. I always joke on here's my daily watch post, you know, but right. I, <laughs> I share that with everybody. Right. And so they were just so supportive and kind. And I just felt so much love and support and it just meant the world to me. It just, I just, for anybody that's dreamed of going there, you can get there. Like I was a 435 marathoner and yeah. I now my PR is a 321 right now. So that's I mean, awesome. you, can, you can get there if you really want it and you work for it. And you know, it did take me a long time. Hopefully it doesn't take you that long, but if it does take you 10 years, it'll be worth it. It'll right. be a hundred percent worth it. Absolutely. So, 
one of the but things yeah. one of the things that I love that you that you had mentioned um, was was really really powerful that you had talked about. You know, it was your 16th time, and you said, you know what, this is my last time. I'm not doing this again. I said, I'm done with the disappointment. I'm done with the hurt. And you did it again, and you know, you know, God helped you through it. You like you mentioned, you you felt you weren't running alone that day, and you weren't. God was with you as well. And you know, you had that. You know, you weren't even sure about how your body was going to feel, and you went through, and you you know, smashed your you know, smashed the qualifying time by a great margin. One of the things that I love, there's a story I just you made me think of. It's this book I read a while back called uh, "Think and Grow Rich." It's by uh, Napoleon Hill, and there's this there's this uh, story it talks about in there. It says, uh, I think the story is called Three Feet from Gold." And what it talks about is there is a uh, a guy I forget what his name is, but he uh, he goes in and he's you know he gets he finds out it was like during the gold rush or whatever it was, and he finds out there's this area that has a lot of gold, so he buys all the equipment, he invests all the money in it, and he starts digging for gold. Well. Sure enough, he finds it and he gets a stream of gold. He, you know, he starts paying off his, you know, all his debts. He starts paying for stuff for his family, for his friends, all this kind of jazz. Well, eventually, the stream of gold runs out. The vein of gold runs out, and he, you know, starts digging, 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 and nothing happens. So he eventually gives up and he throws it away. You know, he takes all the uh, all the gear that he bought and everything for this gold operation to a junk man, and you know, went ahead and quit the dream. Well, the junk man knew enough. To you know, Junkman didn't know anything about digging, but he knew enough to be like, you know what, I'm going to consult someone who does, and I'm going to go here. I'm going to see about this. So he goes consult someone, and they found out that the vein of gold started up again three feet from the point that he had quit. And so the point of it is, more often than oh, not, man. right? Yeah, more often than not, your biggest success, your biggest breakthrough, will come at the point whenever you want to quit the most. You know, and the, the fact that it is. It's powerful. Yeah, it's it's really really good. But like that's just one of the amazing one of the many amazing stories in that book, but it um uh, but that's the point of it though. It's just like what you just talked about, what you just said, it just bodes true. It's rudimentary. It's that like your greatest some of your greatest breakthroughs are about to happen when you don't think it's going to happen. But dude, it's it's principle. The principle is like whatever you do, what you know, whether it's good or bad, eventually is going to get a result. It doesn't matter what it is. Even if it's something small, it eventually will bring a result as well. I mean, maybe it might not be today, it might not be tomorrow, it might not be next month or next year, but it will happen. You know, it's just a matter of you know continuing to show up and continuing to do it, whether it's a good habit or a bad habit. It's gonna it's gonna produce a result totally. either way. Totally. Well, and I love that you just said just keep showing up because that's like one of my favorite quotes that Des Linden uses. Like when she won the Boston Marathon, mm. and I'm probably going to butcher the quote. You can look it up. But she <laughs> she said, you know, I just kept showing up. I, they were like, oh, you finally got your win. And she, you know, she said to that extent, I just keep showing up. Like just keep showing up and you never know what's going to happen right. at races. And, you know, it's so true. It's like that with everything in life. I think getting out the door and like lacing up your shoes is the hardest part sometimes, you know, just kind of getting right. out there and showing up and. Um, I raced a lot of half marathons this summer in prep. So I'm actually signed up to do the St. George marathon again. It's in about two weeks Oh heck yeah! and it'll be marathon number 20 Woo! and my 10th St. George marathon. So they do this like 10 year club and it's like something I'd always wanted to do. So yeah. I'm really excited. It'll be really special. And, oh, yeah. um, I've had a little bit of a, a flare up with a slight, I don't want to call it an injury, but I just had some on and off hamstring issues and, so I didn't really know how like my summer training would go. And I ended up showing up to a bunch of races that I wanted to race. Cause I feel like the more I race, the less uh, nervous I get 
for like the big races. Right. You know, if you do some smaller races, like if your goal is a half marathon, maybe do a few five and 10 Ks to kind of get yourself, you know, there. Um, And so I signed up and I did a bunch of half marathons this summer, just in prep for uh, St. George. And I showed up to a bunch of them and I actually PR'd my half twice this summer. And I had no idea that was in the cards. Good for you. I didn't thank you. Yeah, I didn't taper for either of them and and they were really big breakthroughs. I broke 130 for the first time. I ran a 129 in June. Dude. And then just just about a month ago I ran a 125 at a a little race called Nebo and girl blazing saddles over here. That's like a six six wait thirty something pace. Two pace, something like that. Yeah. I was I was stoked, but but my point is is I like there was a couple of those days i mean i was kind of tired because i wasn't tapered for it and i was like i don't know should i go race should i not you know i was a little like ho-hum and i was like i'm just gonna show up like des says and and uh you know went went into it and had like two really great prs come out of it so i think it's a really big thing to just keep going even yeah just like like with the the marathon just keep going when you think you're not going to be able to go anymore it's amazing what you can do with your you know it's like it's it's all mental right <laughs> obviously it's physical too but but for i sure, mean it's sure. that it's that mentality that we always you know that can uh sink us like you were saying like you got to just keep going and keep showing up yeah no i agree why, why do you think it is um what advice would you give to someone that says, you know what? Hey, I, I'm not ready for it yet. I'm not ready or I want it to be perfect or this or that. Like what advice would you give to someone that's waiting for the right opportunity to finally take the action? Yeah. You'll, you'll never be ready. Boom. You'll never be ready. That's what I like honestly, you say. I, I would say you'll never be ready. So just do it. Like, just like sign up for that race, show up for that race, go for it. And who knows? Like, you never know what's in store until you go for it. Like if my coach should put, you're going to run a 125 on Saturday and it psyched me out for it. I probably would have psyched, psyched myself out and I wouldn't have gone. Right. And granted, she definitely will be like, Hey, here's some time falls. And she's great about that with me. But, but that was something that I just decided to go show up and run as hard and fast as I could hmm. on that given day. Um, and same with like, my Iron Man, like I was not ready to do a full Iron Man. Right. I have a swimming background and I had ran a few marathons, but I was not in any way ready to do a full Iron Man. And I just signed up and I remember having <laughs> like a pit in my stomach when I signed up and I was like, Well, there's no turning back now. Like <laughs> that that was a really rough uh lesson to learn, but you know, I think you just have to jump. You just have to jump and do it. And it's so scary, hmm. but you just have to do it. Yep. So you'll never be ready and just, just jump in. Go for it. Exactly. Exactly. And the fun, one of the thing is like, you, I think I forget what it, uh, there's a quote that I love. I forget, I think a friend of mine said it or something like that. Basically it's called consistency over sexiness, right? So it doesn't have to look, <laughs> it doesn't have to be like sexy at the, on the front end. Right. I remember there's I a girl, right. <laughs> there's a girl I remember a meeting at a food bank I was volunteering at recently. And, uh, she had talked about, I forget how it even happened, but I, th- I think I might've given her a card of, you know, talking about qualified parable. I mentioned having a podcast as well. And she's like, yeah, you know, I've always wanted to start my own YouTube channel, but I haven't yet for some friends of mine and I were going to, we just wanted to, we want it to be perfect, right? We want it to be this way and that way. 
I just encourage. I'm like, I'm like, dude. I, I, maybe I didn't call her dude, but like, regardless, I'm like, I'm like, hey. I said it's not going to be perfect. Hey, dude's I said, fine. Yeah, I mean, you know, you come on, bro. Yeah, I'm like, hey, bro. I mean, chill, you know. So, but anyways, but I, I was just like, hey. I said it's not going to be perfect. I said I look back on the first things that I did with qualified apparel, and I cringe at those things. Right, the first designs that I did and everything, but I cringe on why because it sucked. I mean, I think it sucked personally. I mean, people still bought from me and everything, and I still here and there so people see people wearing it. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? It wasn't sexy, but it mattered that you were consistent, though. It mattered that you kept showing up. It mattered that you just kept moving forward because that was the main thing. Provided you just keep moving forward, keep going, keep showing up. You know, it's like, think of it this way. Every professional at one point or another started off as an amateur, you know, not Jan Frodeno, Jan Frodeno, Marina Carfrey didn't just roll out of bed one day and they were all, you know, winning championships. They started every, every, every one, at one spot, you know, and, uh, But. We have to remember that. I mean, they might have been superhuman slightly, but for sure, for sure, because <laughs> those guys are crazy and amazing. But, but no, it's so true. Like we, we do have to remember that we all have a beginning, and you know, what's that quote? You can't compare your chapter three to somebody's chapter thirty-eight or mm. whatever it is. Yep. Yeah, it's so true. It doesn't have to be perfect. I mean, your hustle can be perfect. But you don't have to be perfect. I think perfectionism is just so overrated. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. And obviously, we all want to put our best effort forward and we want to, you know, take pride in our work and what we're doing. But I do think there's this like perfectionist attitude that needs to kind of go away, you know? Right. Yeah. For sure. I mean, even oh, yeah. even coming from this podcast too. I remember like the first several, like the first episode that I ever recorded, or the first series of episodes until I finally got you know more like you know now I actually I feel like I'm you know obviously I'm still gonna be learning and such. But even now with the podcast, I look back on those earlier episodes. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. But but I mean, it's just uh, the matter of fact. Just like you said, it's, you just gotta start. You know, just gotta start and uh, get out there. You're, you'll be able to get it right the more you go and the further you go forward. But you gotta start and get it out there. You're not going to be ready. Totally. It's like you talked about being a parent. Like you weren't ready, but you started no. and here you are, you know? So you are never ready to be a parent. Oh my goodness. But yeah, you figure it out along the way. I mean, it's so true. It's, it really does speak volumes to just life lessons. And I love that about training. I think that's what I love about like running and Ironman and, and, you know, any of these race type situations. Like I love the correlation of like, life lessons and like gospel lessons that that correlate with like training because they really do like it's amazing what it does absolutely definitely agree definitely agree well, Heather, this has been absolutely incredible. I don't want to be respectful of your time as well as wrap it up around an hour right now. Um, was there anything before I go into the final little bits? Was there anything that you wanted to add that maybe we didn't discuss already? No, I mean, I think we covered it all. I, I've been very chatty. So thank you for, <laughs> for letting me visit and, and talk. It's really it's really been nice to to connect and um i'm excited to share this with everybody thanks for having me on absolutely for sure it's definitely an honor and there's uh i feel like we could keep talking for a lot longer than um, the, the anticipated. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure there's a lot more questions i, I definitely would you know could definitely could ask you but that maybe maybe we'd have you on the show a second time we'll see um but, yeah uh, you bet anytime absolutely all right man well first before we get into i'm gonna ask you two final questions here in a second before i do i want to acknowledge you real fast heather um more importantly, for being vulnerable and for 
you know, putting yourself out there and starting this whole journey. I mean, just like you mentioned, you know, putting yourself out there on Instagram was, you know, essentially how you and I got connected, but wanting to keep yourself accountable and not really realizing how it would grow. But more, I think the reason why it grew to the way it, what it is is because it's, it's relatable, you know, and the more relatable you can become and the more like, Hey, this is just me. This is my journey. Like for example, there's a friend of mine who her name was Laura Morgan. She um, started her fitness journey as well. Same thing as you just putting it out there and, you know, you know, putting it on social, you know, social media and, and, you know, just she she's lost over 140 pounds naturally and she's got oh, wow. over. Yeah, she's amazing. She's got over 120,000 followers now or something like that. that so, yeah, it's, so it's just it, what's even better. Like this is, you know, short, short thing, but like what's even awesome is like she was even on her way to a, an appointment she had scheduled for weight loss surgery and she determined she's like, you know what? Hey. I'm not doing that. I'm going to go ahead and do this natural way. And that's what she did. So it's just, it's incredible. Right? Yeah, exactly. And so, amazing. exactly. If anyone wants to follow her, it's uh, Laura's fit to live. Matter of fact, um, I'll, I'll tag that's her awesome. actually. I'm going to go check her out. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tag her actually in the description under, underneath the Heather stuff See, as well. That's so inspiring. I love that you shared that. Cause yeah, we want to be real and relatable because that's really what we all are. Let's hope. Right. For sure. And that's because that's, that's one of the major things that stuck out to me about your platform. Form, but also you're open about your faith as well. And you made no, you made no, um, you know, made, made no mistake about that today. And I'm grateful that you're open about that. Cause honestly, that's inspiring other people who have their faith, who want to be vocal about it, who to go out there and do the same, be vocal about it. Like, Hey, these are the things that helped me get through these hard times. Yeah. It was this thing. Yeah. It was that thing. But ultimately God made a difference as well. Cause God is great. And God wants us to have that experience in life. So I, th- I'm, I commend you for that. I commend you for all these, all the positivity that you share on your, on your platform and using it responsibly in a way that's making a difference in, a, in this world in a positive way. So it's uh it's pretty dang awesome. I'm super grateful that we got connected and uh, certainly looking forward to the day that we, uh, that we meet in person, but seriously, thank you so much for what you're doing and um, keep it up. It's amazing. Uh, thank you kindly. I, I feel the same way. I, we're going to have to just sign up for a race, right? Like the same race one of these times. And- Absolutely. I'll come down and meet the fam and hang out and <laughs> have a race destination. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. That'd be a blast, actually. That'd be, yes. that'd be a good time. Well, man, before let me go ahead and ask you the uh, final two questions. Let's wrap this thing up. This has been awesome. So first question um, that I ask every guest on the qualified is this. What 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 is no sorry gosh if I can figure out how to order it correctly gosh what is uh <laughs> what is how do I Oh, there we go. Gosh, I just forgot what I was about to ask. There we go. What? How does someone chase their potential to become the person they were created to become? How do they change it? No, so sorry. How does someone chase their potential to live to become the person they were created to become? Oh, got it. You know, I think, I think, uh, like I had mentioned before, the scripture, "I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." When we include God in the details of our lives and we make Him part of it. I think that's huge. Um, I mean, that's our goal is to become more like Christ and to reach that potential. And, right. you know, we're never going to be perfect. Like we were just saying, like, you know, perfectionism is, is overrated as, as far as uh, a lot of things go. But our goal is to, like, chase after being a better version of ourselves. So I think I think when we include God in it and then when we include, like, setting big goals that scare us and um, trying to just be better in our daily lives. And, and maybe it's not always perfect, but maybe it's like, you know, I'm going to just try 10% more each day Mm. in this area of my life. And I think that that is a small improvement that can make us just a little bit better every day. So yeah, hopefully that answers your question. No, I love that. That definitely does. Great answer too. I love that. 
And final question, what does living a life that makes a positive impact look like for you? You know, I think, um, like I mentioned before, my family is first. And so really trying to be positive and a good example for my kids is, is my number one goal. I mean, I'm raising my little kids to go out into the big world and I want them to be positive and I want them to be happy. And, you know, life's hard some days. There's, there's some days where my kids come home and they've been bullied at school, school, or they've been left out or, you know, and my kids aren't perfect too. They've got a lot of things that they've got to learn and and work on as well, but, but teaching them to be good human beings and, and showing that positivity through my example, hopefully, so that when they do get a little bit older, they can, you know, and now, but that they can fend for themselves and, and be that to the world. Um, but also like we talked about, just like putting it out there for not just social media, but like, for your neighbors and your friends and like in your community, like I love, I teach uh, fitness classes and I love like that one-on-one time I get with like my group fitness classes where I can like have a mom come up to me the other day and say, Hey, I've lost like 30 pounds by coming to your class. Like hey. that's amazing. Yeah. Um, obviously she's been doing some work on her own while I don't teach her every day, but those, those kind of things that we can do, um kind of on a local community level and then of course you know everyone thinks the big picture which is great too but i think you know it starts in our homes and then it spreads out from there so i just hope to be positive and happy because you know i appreciate that in my life i have days where i don't feel positive and happy and i look for other people um for those sources so i mean you're a great example of that i love opening up like my Instagram stories and seeing you saying, hope you're having an amazing day as always. It makes me happy. Even when I'm not feeling it, I'm like, Oh, Ryan, he's ready to go for the day. So, so I appreciate that. And I try to get that back as well. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's one of the, my favorite things to do. First of all, I love the answer as well and definitely agree with that. And uh, one of the, one of my favorite things that I love seeing is whenever like friends of mine post, uh, post videos, like I've, I've gotten a couple here and there that have like, they've, uh, do you know Sarah scheme by chance? I do. I love Sarah. Yeah. She, um, she posted one a while back when she was like, what's up everyone. Hope you're having an amazing I day. As always. Yeah. And so <laughs> it was just like seeing friends of mine do the same thing and try to reenact it is just hilarious to me. So I love it. But, but no, seriously, that's, um, uh, that's awesome. And putting that positivity out there is it, it makes a difference, man. I mean, I love what, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk says. He's like, you know, positivity always wins. And, um, I totally. definitely agree with that. So, well, Heather, this has been totally. an absolute treat. Um, for people that want to connect with you outside of this, outside of this podcast, where can they find you online? So my Instagram is my main platform. It's like I had said, it's just easier for me as a mom. I, I'm not going to lie. It's just faster and easier. So um, it's a try and run girl and try is spelled like a triathlon, obviously T-R-I, try and run girl. Um, and then I also do have a website uh, or a blog. It's like a website um, and that's tryandrunfitness.com. Okay. And yeah, so they can find me there. Um, I also believe that my links to there um, on a Facebook and Twitter as well. I'm not on there as often, but they do exist. <laughs> so, but yeah, Instagram, if you want to connect with me, Instagram's my main platform. Roger that. 
Well, awesome. Well, Heather, thank you so much for coming on the qualify. This has been an absolute blast. And uh, yeah, seriously, thank you so much. And continue doing what you're doing. You're making an impact in this life in a positive way. And I'm excited for the future ahead of you. Just getting started. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. It was such a joy to speak with you as well. And yeah, we'll, we'll have to do it again soon sometime. Absolutely. All right, man. We'll chat with you soon. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Ryan. You too. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the episode. Tell you what, man, <laughs> was that, I'm telling you, that was one of the most amazing conversations I've had on the podcast to date. Um, seriously, super excited about it. Super, was super encouraged through a lot of stuff she shared and was grateful that she was really open with a lot of other things that, um, you know, we weren't expecting to talk about. So I'm grateful I was able to, you know, create that opportunity for her to open up and uh, provide a lot more value to you guys. So it was really, really awesome. Guys, got to remind you, please subscribe. If you have not already subscribed, leaving that five-star review and a written review would be absolutely super califragilistic, expialidocious, and I would really appreciate that. Again, share that with someone. Let someone know you got value out of it. And guys, until next Wednesday, I will see you then. Until then, chase your potential and live a life that makes a positive impact. Have an amazing day.